Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. Cartoon Casual Podcast, and you might be able to tell that we are drinking beer. I'm Paul. I'm Joe. And we have a guest. Uh, uh, it's Tom, right? It's Tim. Tim. But Tim, Tim. Tim Schritter. Oh, what the hell is going on with your hair? Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else fucking gets it. There's nothing wrong with my hair. There's Everything is wrong with your hair. Before you, I even walked in, I could feel something was wrong with, with your hair. He just knew. I'm not going to cave to peer pressure. You really should, because none of us want to hang out with you in public. I know. You look like Chris I, Farley's corpse. A couple day, no, Chris Far a couple days ago was shopping with no goop in my hair, so it was kind of flying around. It was Wendy and Kingman, which is a shock. And this woman came up to goes, "Your hair looks like Chris Farley's hair." And she probably didn't say it as a compliment, but you took it as a compliment, <laughs> didn't you? She was trying to say you look like a bloated fucking mess, Paul. Right. Where? What store were you at? Was it Bashes. Dollar General? Oh, it was Bash. See, with Bashes, was she? Hey, oh. Was she a native? Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. Fucking, I paused and I let Tim slip that one in there. I'm getting more beer. Tim, what are we drinking today from Black Ridge Brewery? Molten Mango IPA. Oh, it's so good. Wanna... It is. Now, this has been, um, is this the second run you've done? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did a, <clears throat> so it's an offshoot of our house rival IPA. We add fresh cut habaneros and mangoes to kegs. And the first time we did a five-gallon keg, and it went over in a day. So we just kegged it again, and we did three kegs this time. Which, it's, how long do you think it will last? We're talking about it's on tap now. You said that we're the first ones to sample out of this yeah, one. Yeah, we just tapped it right before I came out. We filled the growler, and I came right out to you guys. So that is, um, and this will last. You said three kegs. It will last probably, what, do you, what is your best guess when it's going to be gone? Uh, probably gone by Sunday. Damn. Yeah, it's it's just that good. It it oh, it really is. I, which, which was unexpected. I had no idea you were going to bring, but that's part of the good part because so far you've been in here you know a few times, but um, we get usually something special when you come out with for us to try. And well, even if I bring nothing, you still get something special. That's true. I never really looked at it that way, but now now you've yeah, that's right. But I really wanted we want to talk about specifically the event of. You just got to tell us what happened. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the, tell us about uh, the medal-winning thing. Yeah, I won an award happened. at the AVN, so I was finally recognized for my performance on screen. Yeah, uh, best <laughs> best small cock performance, <laughs> best supporting cock, I think is what it was. No, but what, what what made that really you know astounding was that it was in the Asian porn category. It really was. I mean, yeah. having a small cock in the Asian porn category as an American, is, I mean, you know, white you might, male, that was uh, might as well have a little bit different. Might as well be a big clit, right. basically. Yes. It's, yeah. Anyway, we're talking about the Arizona Strong Beer Festival. Oh, that that thing. that one, that, not that, the AVNs. Sorry. So first of all, explain for the uninitiated what exactly is the Arizona. I know it's self-explanatory, but what is it? Arizona's a state. Okay, this fucking guy won the forty-eighth, I believe. <laughs> yes, forty-eighth. Yeah, we should have okay. got Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head, but no. <laughs> we had to get fucking Kramer over here. <laughs> Kramer. <laughs> 
How uh, how long how long has this been going on? This the, was the seventeenth Arizona Strong Beer Festival. Shit! See, I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, didn't know it was that many I, until it, I attended this. Yeah, one. This is the first time I've attended this festival. Did you just uh, you knew it had been going on and it came up and you thought maybe I'll do this or or does someone encourage you to pursue this event or how did it happen? Carrie was a big pusher. Um, I'm not really big for beer fests. We do the Boulder City Beer Fest because it's close and we get some traffic out of it because we're close to Nevada. But uh, this one, I finally decided that, you know, we brew a lot of strong beers. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to brew anything special except for two beers for this out of the seven I took. Right. I, I Actually, people have said that before that Blackbridge Brewery doesn't exactly have strong beers. We just have beer. Right. And there's all the just, other there's just have beer. beers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Which is what people, you're known for also. I believe when you go to the Boulder City Fest, I mean, your lines are long because people are looking for Wicked Poison. And Scorcher. And they can't get that in Nevada. Is that true? Well, yeah. That's strong or something? If were to make something that strong, they could. There's no law against it. Okay. Did, I didn't know. I, I, did you mean specifically Blackbridge, Wicked Poison, I think you can't get in Nevada? Because we maybe don't that's what it, or, in Nevada. But, or maybe they're just saying that they no one, no one in Nevada brews something quite that strong. Nobody in the States brews anything like that, really. Well, I mean, I mean there are brewers that make high alcohol beers, but a wheat wine but, is a rather uncommon style to find at a brewery okay i don't know why it is a big hit it pays a lot of our bills it's expensive too to create right yeah we use it takes the most amount of grain plus we add 40 pounds of sugar to the boil so it's a very cost um, intensive beer so the what how many categories are there at the strong beer festival so unfortunately they limited it to five categories okay and Partially because you don't need to have a light beer category, like a Kolsch or a Golden or a Hef, because those beers really are not pertinent at this Strong Beer Fest. Strong Beer Festival implies higher alcohol beers over 8%, but it can be under 8% if it's strong in flavor in, in some other you know, or strong in some other way. Huh. I, I actually didn't know that one. Yeah, we in fact took two beers that were under 8%. I didn't know they did her. Yeah, we had Evil Red at 7.9 and No Pricks Allowed at 7.8. <laughs> really just slipping it right underneath there. How did those go over? Oh, uh, No Pricks Allowed went phenomenal. Yeah. That was, I, in fact, the most asked for beer that we had. That's fantastic. Uh, I can tell you just from my experience, people that come in and they ask, well, what the hell is that? And I tell, I make it a point to tell, though, if there's a group of, say, a mixed group of men or women uh, men and women rather sitting at a table I'll I'll do my best to speak to the women and say this ladies of Blackbridge came up with this and the name is no pricks allowed because it was all the ladies and they just they absolutely love that I don't think they get that most people don't get that from any other brewery I mean I'm sure there are other breweries out there that do like the, you have the pink boots society with all the the female brewers out there in North America but like it's on, on the whole that that concept is is just not something that a lot of places do once a and year, that beer's the delicious. Brewers Guild of Arizona um, tasks all the Arizona breweries to do an all-female beer. And this year it was done at, I believe, Barrio down in Tucson. Just for us, logistically, it doesn't make sense to send two of our employees down there for a weekend and pay for everything. Right. About as far so as we can get in the state. No pricks allowed. Did you get to meet anybody down from... I mean, what was your feedback from other... Brewers, because I'm sure you ran into other, some other brewers 
or is it so busy that you guys are so is there it one of those things just under 10,000 people in attendance for the six hours of this festival Jesus wow. Christ okay so I did a lot more people than I thought you I were, you were I busy I didn't walk around much I, yeah. I went to State 48's tent I went to Ren House because they had a IPA that just blew my mind I remember you telling me something like that it was the best you said I think they won gold medal in the IPA category and then they won the gold medal for best beer entered out of the 140 like the entered overall wow mm-hmm. And I think you said, I believe, unless I'm making this up, you said it was the best IPA you've ever had. Ever. Wow. Yeah. And I don't mean like barely better. Like, I don't believe I will find an IPA as good as that. Damn. Was it a double IPA? Was it one of the strong? It was just just a... It was a little over 8%. And I believe you said they were fairly new also. Isn't that right? Red House Brewery is fairly new, yeah. Where are they located again? In a really shitty part of Phoenix, just north of Sky Harbor. A small small thing right now. Hey, Dad, when you listen to this, that's your old neighborhood. So that's 48. But hey, they're near an airport. We could fly down there. You would fly down there, have some, get a hobo to pick us up in his, you know, or a prostitute, or maybe the pimp could take us uh, right to the right there. Yeah. So, how many, uh, you were competing in your category, how many people or beers are you competing against? So, I entered two beers uh, the catastrophic humiliation barley wine entered into the strong beer category at the strong beer festival. That was the most entered category. Okay. Which is surprising because usually IPAs dominate, but being strong beer, it was any strong beer that didn't fit in any of the other four categories, which were soured or barrel aged or IPA or stout. So there was a lot of beers that didn't fit in the other four that were put into this category. Okay. And, And there was 83, beers entered into that category so it was over half of the field of all the beers entered in all five categories were in that one category and that's the one that you won yeah that's congratulations man that's yeah that's probably feels pretty did you think so you cool. could you could I, I knew you went down there because you wanted good results but in the back of your mind were you like thinking yeah we got a shot or we're gonna think or you just wanted to be down there and compete and didn't really know i've never entered a competition before yeah beer wise <laughs> yeah and uh i, I had no idea I didn't know how many people were going to enter. Did they come rooms. around to your? How did that? How does it? How did you learn? How does it happen? Did they come around to your your uh, setup and go? Well, no, the here. judging competition it actually took place Friday night before the festival. Okay. And it, they allowed two beers per brewery to be entered. And you guys were down there that night. Yeah, you, we went you brought down your Friday stuff morning. Down Friday morning. Okay. The cutoff was four p.m. We got our beers in at like three forty-five. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> And they did. They sat around all these judges. How many? Do you know how many judges there were? Um, I believe it was a panel of twelve. They're all BJCP certified judges, so it wasn't just some Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Some, you know, Tim, Paul, and Joe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would fail. These are miserable. people that they actually have know what they're talents. They're cicerones. <laughs> they are very um, well educated in their field of judging beer. That was badass. So the, what, what one is the catastrophic humiliation? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Was there any, uh, did they give tasting notes or anything like that? Did they make that available to you of what I'm sure the judges was, do? But like, I, I didn't know if they, they, I wish they would make it available. Because the other beer we entered um, was a recipe from Mike Himmon, one of our bartenders. He entered it into a beer festival in Havasu in 2014 in the stout category. Mm-hmm. It's an imperial stout called Angry Elf. And it took gold medal in the stout category. And then it took best of show in the beer fest. And they commented that in the 10 years. And, of and have judging, Yeah. Yeah. And they commented that in the 10 years of judging beers, it was the best beer they'd ever tasted. Which for is, some reason it just wasn't, didn't fare as well. So we entered it. Yeah. That's why I decided to enter that instead of Wicked Poison. 
as my second beer into the stout category and it didn't place. I don't know how it did overall. Um, the three breweries that won were out of San Diego and San Leandro. So why, that's the other thing I was wondering. The last I heard, and this is, I, I looked into it maybe three years ago <clears throat> about the Arizona Strong Beer Festival. <clears throat> They've only recently opened that up to outside of the state, like because it used to be only the festival has been breweries. open to outside the state breweries. but the contest the competition, the competition portion yeah. of the festival was only arizona breweries last year they opened it up to all breweries which hmm. you know it's fine i didn't get a chance to taste the other um stouts that won i'm sure they were good mike hess brewing out of san diego won gold mike hess does amazing things i went to his brewery when he was a three barrel brewery in a little industrial complex in san diego and he had a little 40 gallon system fermenting in plastic one batch at a time one fermenter and i was really impressed with his uh beers and you just kind of knew he was gonna take off he came into some money or something because a year later i went back and that little shithole place he was in didn't exist and he had a phenomenal multi-million dollar facility wow yeah somebody with money you you walk in the front double doors and you walk on a catwalk and below you is the brew house. That's badass. In a basement level. That's cool. And you walk across <laughs> this catwalk and you have a you know four foot railing so you don't fall off. And you can see the brewery and all the ferment tanks, bright tanks, everything. And then on the other side of the catwalk is the bar area. They're really, really neat. So that's... Is that San Diego proper or is that like... It's west of here. <laughs> <laughs> Michael called that the south. Yeah, Mike does call that the South. And by the way, you were mentioning Mike Hinman works for you. And he's, if people that don't remember, Mike is our, our, our racist that came on the podcast. <laughs> Poor Mike. <laughs> See, he's trying Mike, to live that down he's, constantly he's, now. He's like, I'm not a racist. He's telling everybody. Like, I now. can't be racist. I'm mixed. And, uh, da, da. I'm like, no, Mike, that makes you even <laughs> well, worse. I mean, he has an exception because he's handicapped. So. That's, that's true. What? No, he's, I mean, no, he's from Southern California. He's not, hand, it's not like he's retarded. <laughs> no. Nine-finger nine mic. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, oh yeah. because he's nine millimeter. Finger. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, he's burdened with one fewer, one less finger on his right hand, and so that's why I find it's acceptable that he's left-handed. Yeah, because he's overcompensating, or he's compensating for well, that. Because his right hand is disabled. Yeah, it's weird. He's got an oven though. <clears throat> what? <laughs> What is anyway. his? What, what was the venue? Where was this taking place? I know it's down in Phoenix, but what was the uh, Steel Indian School Park behind the VA Hospital, Central Phoenix? Okay. And there were how many separate tents, if you will? Um, you think? I, mean, I know you didn't I count them. There was 140 breweries. God damn! Damn! It's the biggest festival I've ever been to. It's Arizona's largest festival. Arizona's largest festival. Beer festival. Beer festival. Beer fe- okay. Okay. That is, uh, it truly is amazing. And it's, um, I'm not surprised that you won, but it's like, holy crap. And that was, it must've been, it must've been literally, you know, on cloud nine or whatever. Once you, I mean, you were like, I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How did they announce it? Did yeah, they, yeah, did like they a, was have like you a, come, you said this, you're in the running, you need to come to the so-and-so venue, the no, they stage or. Shit the toilet on that part of it. So Saturday morning at four o'clock in the morning, my phone went off with an email, it woke me up and I looked and it was the results of the competition that had just been released to the breweries that entered. I'm sorry, what time was this? Four o'clock in the morning. Okay. And so <laughs> I'm half asleep. I, I open the PDF and I'm scrolling through the all the winners of all the categories. Kind of hoping I'd see one of my beers, mm. but I didn't. I was like, weren't oh, expecting whatever. it. Whatever. So yeah. then I kind of woke up and 
and I went through again. I started looking at each and every beer that won to just kind of, I was curious. And then I get to the strong beer category and there's catastrophic humiliation, Black Bridge Brewery. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, God. And then you quietly oh. went back to sleep. No. <laughs> oh, God. I, I started laughing. I, I was I was crying of, of happy tears. Sure, absolutely. I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm in fucking disbelief. I call Carrie, who was down there. I woke him up and told him, and I called my dad and, and told him. Because mm-hmm. your dad had been up for two hours at that point. Actually, he was asleep. <laughs> that, he was asleep before. Oh, he must have been sleeping in. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't like it when I call him random hours like that. He always assumes the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I could see that. Sure. But he was excited, and that was cool. And then uh, I went and sat on the shitter with my phone, and I put together a Facebook post to let everybody know. Even though the press release hadn't come out yet, I didn't give a shit. I, sure. I was telling everybody. Get it out oh, you get bragging rights at that point. You, and yeah. I was kind of a shit in the way I worded it. I said, um, I don't remember what I said, but I, I kind of led people to believe in the first sentence that we didn't do well. And then I laid it out there that we won gold. Yeah, I remember. Now Joe's going to look that post up, but that's oh, kind of funny. Um, so I'm going to assume that now the now the real day is there. People are walking around that your tent gets killed. The press because... release didn't come out till about noon Saturday, and the festival opened at 11 for VIP. Okay. And we didn't actually receive our medal in my hand until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So that's where they I, – I think they could have done a lot better is really getting the press release out – putting out there on the Brewers Guild website and Facebook page. That'd have been easy, you would think. Yeah, just to post the results or You would think so in this day and age, you know, 2017. We're not yeah. in Iraq. Like, it's free information is available everywhere. Sure. But it did. Did you see an increase? Was it for sure noticeable in the afternoon that, that people were coming around because they wanted yeah, to Yeah, the word first? started to get out. And we were definitely telling people when they would come up to get their beer, you know, they had asked, you know, what's good, what not. Um, we had our servers trained to say, this is – just one gold medal here today for the strong beer category. And uh, we, we went through a lot of that. Where did you have the post, Joe? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Let's read it. The results are in, and there was a quality. Wow. Damn you. it, Paul. Really? Yeah, you just no. ruined Tim's good time just now with your stupid goddamn yeah. phone call. Sorry. Every time, folks. iPhones have a cool feature on the side. There's a little button you can click. It's like a little yeah. toggle switch. I, I, know huh. you have, I know you have an iPhone 2 or something. A, yeah, it's a... It's the prototype. It's a pro- yeah. It's the first one. <laughs> it's cool because it came with a VCR dock. Uh, the results are in, and there was a lot of quality competition. However, in the end, we won gold for our barley wine catastrophic humiliation. <laughs> and I, I, I remember reading that, and I'm like, oh, that's a uh, all right. And then I made a nice pithy like, this is the long dick of Blackbridge Brewery post when I got there to work that day. It was. Uh, while Tim and the rest of the B3 tribe are down the Valley of the Sun winning awards, we're open here in Kingman serving some of the best beer, da, da, you know, all that. Did and I served a shitload of catastrophic humiliation Because of that, that day. yeah. Because of that, yeah. And I was I, proud as hell to do that. I bet I served at least five times, maybe ten times more than I would normally serve. Where did this... Um, heard about it. How long have you been brewing that beer? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of a... Before the brewery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, catastrophic was kind of a. If I remember right, Tim wasn't that day. Uh, <clears throat> it came about because uh, three hour power just takes too long to uh, not not so much make, but get to where it's it's palatable. Yeah, three hour power and, is a barley wine that and, boils for three hours, which is twice as long as we boil most every other beer. And what that process does is you get kettle caramelization. The constant boiling and the sugars that are in that liquid will caramelize. And that creates 
color, it creates complexity, it creates unfermentable sugars that add to the body of the beer. Okay. makes it really complex. We, we boil catastrophic for just about two and a half hours. But this is also not one of the beers you normally have on tap, let's say. Brew it once a year. Oh, okay. Is we, that... brewed, we brewed this batch in August. Okay. Well, that whole thing is just unbelievably fantastic. So it's I, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see Kingman put on the map for uh, something really positive. You know, kind of... I think you. I think you actually said something like that, maybe on social media about uh, putting Kingman on the map as something other than a gas stop or meth or something like that. Something, something like that. Like a. What my the my hell, whole what? goal was to make Kingman more of a destination, destination. instead that's, of a gas station. That's it. I, and in my letter to the city to get their blessing, fucking government, <laughs> to get the brewery in the C two zoning downtown where it is. You know, when I first approached the city, they said, oh, a brewery. You know, they're thinking like the B word we don't say. Sure. You know, Miller Coors, big, huge plant, big, big, big. Big smokestacks. Yeah. I don't know why you have smokestacks. I don't know either. Exhaust stacks. There we go. Exhaust stacks. So I had to convince the city that what we were doing was well within what would be good for the downtown revitalization. And that was my key words. I said, I want to make Kingman a destination and not just a gas station. Because that's what it is. You know, Absolutely. people go into Vegas, they stop in, they get gas, they go to Vegas. Right. Now, we get a lot of people to turn left on Beale instead of right to Vegas. They go left and they'll come down to our district. Now, I'm not saying I'm taking all the blame for that or all the credit, but we've definitely helped to attract more tourism to Kingman. You deserve to take some of the credit. There's, that's for damn sure. There's no question about it. You've made downtown a, a better place. There's a bunch of other businesses downtown I, I've as well. I've assisted but... with other businesses that have been doing this. Sure. Show. Now, Joe, you're there on most Saturdays, and um, what would you say on the on the biggest Saturday of international guests would be? Would up to a third of them might be not from Kingman and not from this country? The on the on, on a the, on, the, on the best on the best day, international day, let's say two whatever. thirds two thirds are not from Kingman. Wow, that's on a really really busy day. On average, probably a third. How about international? Mm, probably twenty percent. That's large on That's any huge. given Saturday. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's, there's, there was been a few times where I've heard more than five languages spoken in a Saturday shift from opening at eleven and leaving around six o'clock. How would you say the That's average amazing. the average person? You, oh, got a very got a business call. We got to take there. Tim has to take a business call, yeah. man. That's, well, That's see, here's a lot of things going on right now okay. at the brewery. There's things coming up and. Uh, and uh, little events and stuff. We gotta talk about that in a little bit. But uh, what what do you say the most information is? Hey, I'm got back. okay. <laughs> you got to take care of some business, man. When you yeah. you got to do it. Business. business. I know this hasn't been posted yet, but I just got a phone call wondering what the fuck's going on with Paul's hair. It's see? it's out there. God it's, damn it! It's see? out there. I need to. It's fucking ridiculous. Paul. See, usually if you hang out with someone, Look, you, you want to have them. Listen, I don't want you to get defensive. This is a safe place. <laughs> You're surrounded by people that kind of like you. It, so we need to talk to you about your hair. And I understand that because I'm well aware that if, when you're with a group of people, if you're a person in that group of people, you don't want to lower the stock value of the group. And you're, you are. Wait, if you're a person in the group, what else would you be? <laughs> well, Roll with it, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Humor well, Paul. It reminds me of the wording in Title Four when we took our liquor classes. Uh-oh. They talk about a natural person. Natural. A, a natural person. You... you, you, you and I remember, I'm not making this up because I remember having. God damn it, Paul! Well, you've put it on fucking vibrate. It's speaking of business. That's what this other phone is, is. That your hairstylist? Yeah, but <laughs> it's out there. It's social network is just out there. 
So I'm sorry for lowering the stock value of the group I, whenever I'm, I'm with my hair. I'm right? so, so glad that we're professional. Oh my god, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, you guys can hold on us. I'm not going to answer the phone. Tim and I are just going to talk tons of shit about no, you. Just keep. Are uh, you going to go? Are you going to answer that or? I, I I'm not even going to edit this no, out. This is about a delivery of a thing out there. I'm like, a delivery, huh? And that's exactly who that is. It Tim's AVN award? No, no, no. It's not. This will be just a hold on a second. <laughs> Oops, wait. Is it going to go to voicemail? Uh, that well. I love that you're so advanced in technology that you build these flying machines here. I don't build uh, flying machines. Okay, no, he uses airplane glue and fixes them. <laughs> yeah, he uses airplane glue and, and spackling compound. Yet you still have a landline. It's uh, good but you have you. to. That landline's tied to my internet too. So, okay. Is spackling a compound or is it a putty? Spackling is a. Um, Spackle. First of all, I don't use spackling on these. <laughs> now that, I'm, now that I'm listening, spackle on the, you know, like sheetrock mud on the airplanes? Yeah, well, how do you, but how do you fill in the holes otherwise? I can tell you how I fill in the holes. Some people, but I'm, Is that, oh. yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going to put a sound effect in there. I take like, comfort knowing that nobody really listens to this shit. I know. Uh, we have almost 9,000 subscribers, actually. Really? No, not, not even close. <laughs> it's closer to nine. <laughs> There's a nine in there somewhere. We're up to almost 600 downloads, I yeah. think. How's that? Uh, hold on. Hopefully it doesn't uh, shut Oh, up. we're in a holding pattern, Mr. Gaines. Jesus I, I, Christ. I hope can that's, you, can uh, we go back to talk about good things like beer? I, hold on. Did you put it on vibrate? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, thought, I thought Tim did that. I thought he turned this off. No, I pushed the button. So oh, there we go. There yeah, we go. Now we go. All right, where exactly were we? Oh, I don't remember. We're still in Kingman at, oh. at the airport industrial park. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tim had business. No, that, well, the, we're talking about no flies um, down. T- oh, the international people mm-hmm. that were coming through. That, that's what it was. So, yeah, oh, my question was, where do you think these people are learning? The international people, they just happen to be pulling in Kingman, and they learn. And when they're down there, there's a brewery, or they are. Well, you have the social network. I think kind of lucky and spoiled in that seeking out breweries is a decade ago or, or so has become. A place people seek out when they get to a new place they look on Google or Yelp you know brewery mm-hmm. we pop up MySpace yeah they get on Friendster <laughs> oh my god <laughs> let's step into the Wayback Machine <laughs> they probably buy a local paper and then they looked for breweries they check in, in with the printing place. press that's it motherfucker and <laughs> trip is a, i think we established a while back that trip advisors use more internationally yes and yelp is more of a north american thing or a us thing mm-hmm. on the whole yeah but for the yeah. like on, on yeah and i don't know i and there's a, also there's a tour company too there's a like a promotional tour company that does route 66 stuff out of europe so you get a lot of folks out of uh, uh, Germany, Germany, Switzerland, France, um, so, Spain. We had some Spanish tours come in last week. That was kind of cool. That was a fir- that was a first for me. Any attractive brunette, uh, brute, brown eyed? Yeah, they were females, both. They were females. both really good looking dudes. They were yeah. both brunette <laughs> Spanish guys. <laughs> I mean, that, just I, have to. You said brunette. Did you, you ever watch the movie Barcelona? Fuck it, Barcelona. No, no. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay, just, you know, it's Spain and Sagrada Familia. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to that church. It's okay. the only church I've ever really wanted to go to is a Sagrada Familia. Okay. In Barcelona. 
Anyway, so but I was going to also talk about, and I know we got limited time because we have actually Wednesday, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, which means it's what? pub quiz yeah. night, which will be happening when this gets published right before. It's uh, six thirty. I always tell tell people six thirty Blackbridge Standard Time, yeah. which is pretty much seven fifteen or so. Right, which is good. Um, good. Which is and it's almost fucking spot on every time. Yep, it's tons of fun. Uh, our, so, our team's won a few times. We so, have Dano tonight. Oh, we do. Be great. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? What yeah. I was gonna say is, I didn't um, know that. No, I just. No, he's not hosting. No, we have Dano oh, on our team. Okay. Are you gonna play? You gonna be on the team? Uh, I don't know. All right, folks. If you ever want to come down and to Blackbridge Brewery and just feel really, really, really smart, uh, join our team. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say is we're having limited time because that's going on. But I wanted to say that Tim was on the phone earlier because there's a lot of things coming up with Blackbridge that's being uh, in cooperation with events downtown or a couple things at least and one is the what what's this the, the this dinner. big uh, collaboration uh, dinner thing well there's a few the, the uh, soonest one coming up is March 11th it's the Hembo pageant okay it's where local businessmen dress up as women mm-hmm. and they do a beauty pageant if you will um, we're donating some beer to that that's at Beale Celebrations and then after that is March 21st. It's a beer pairing dinner at Garibaldi's. It's Irish food themed, and we're pairing our beers with that. And we just today brewed our Irish stout called Hooli Irish Stout. Um, Which is be, a good stout. Tastes really good. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guys. It's smooth. <laughs> it's very smooth. It's smooth and mellow. Is it mellow? Yeah, it's, yes. it's actually... <laughs> yes. It's very smooth. Yes. It's very mellow. Well, I'll be trying um, that then because that's what I'm looking for. It's a smooth and mellow beer. It just, it, I mean, it tastes like, I don't know, like you're making out with a beautiful woman, I guess. So anyway, it's four course. Each course is paired with one of our beers. We brewed the Irish stout. That'll be with dessert. Which that's is the Hooli stout is yes. the Irish stout, right? Okay. Um, the dessert portion is going to be a Bailey's infused cupcake. I don't know how Irish that is, but it's going to be good. But the beer we're pairing with that is our Irish stout, and we're actually going to serve it as an Irish car bomb. Instead of using Jameson, we're going to be utilizing Desert Diamond Distillery's three-year barrel-aged rum with our own homemade um, Bailey's-type Irish cream liqueur. That's going to be delicious. Yeah. And that's the March 21st? Yeah, that's at Garibaldi's. Garibaldi's. And tickets are on sale starting when? Tonight at the brewery. There's 65 a person. Tonight, which will be a week ago when you guys listen to this, but it'll be going on through. Um, guys, I don't know. It may sell out quick. We don't really know yet. It's not not inexpensive, but yeah, it's going to be. Well, how the many? last beer pairing dinner we did sold out within about two weeks. Okay. Uh, how many uh, tickets? 50. 50. 50. Okay. Yeah. And 50, then, wait, 50 total. So 25 couples, essentially, or 50. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. 50, There's no couple discounts. 50. Gotcha. That. Okay. And then the uh, next event that we're doing is. Um, at Beale Celebrations again in conjunction with LA DJ LA Sounds Entertainment and Promote Kingman. Okay. Uh, they're doing a rock concert. Um, they're going to have a rock and roll band and a country band. And we're also providing cakes to that. And we're one of the main event sponsors. And well. that's the 31st? Yeah, Saturday the 31st. Yeah, Saturday the 31st. Or no, Friday the 31st, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is Friday. Yeah, Friday the 31st. Yeah. Lots of good shit going on. Oh, yeah. more and more good shit going on downtown Kingman and I, I just I'm so glad I'm here to see it and I'm glad I'm old enough to experience it because uh, I can tell you I mean Tim where did you go and hang out when you were say 21 40s really bowling alley 
timeout. Let's see, two thousand. What are we talking about? Two th- BJ's. B. Oh yeah. Woo. Which is now the new the Sundowner. Have you been Bob's. in there yet? No. Oh yeah. It's, oh shit! I forgot about Tequila Bob's. <laughs> Paul's looking at us like. What? Wasn't it on Northern? Yes. Okay. The old Alamo, if you want to go super old school. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, if you ever had an inclination to go out and get stabbed, that's where you would go. Yeah. Okay. Or if you want to get cheap meth in the bathroom and get stabbed. you know, It get, sounds like a big time. Good time. It, it really... I loved it. No. I was... <laughs> the only thing I ever liked about it was going there and doing karaoke because they had a stage and they did karaoke on a stage, which I think separates the men from the boys when it, does, when it comes to karaoke. But stabbings really? did take place. But, but there were stabbings. Oh, yeah. I mean, but they were proper I'm, about it. You know, our friend Charlie got in a fight there, and he got thrown out the back door. And I don't mean they locked him out. They threw his ass he out. He threw you know? him But he was public. wearing sandals for some stupid reason at a bar. They then threw his sandals out behind him. So at least it wasn't barefoot. Yeah, he got to. So how do you throw Charlie? There must have been some big dudes that threw Charlie or, out. Or 12 of them. Yeah. Well, the more Jameson Charlie drinks, the smaller he gets. Really? You I know, didn't see that. Yeah. I, haven't, yeah, I didn't know. He gets to that point where he just... He's becomes, a Jameson drinker? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Charlie, we love you. Charlie, yeah. Charlie. 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 <laughs> He's going to get a kick out of getting a shout-out on the podcast. He listens to this thing. Amazing. Yeah, no, he He's really one does. of our seven people. He said, he'll it, send yeah. me a random, like, like I think a few weeks ago, he sent me a picture of his dick um, <laughs> and a thumbs up, which I wasn't sure he was... <laughs> He was like, listening to the podcast, thumbs up in the picture of his dick. That's kind of like George was, Carlin with the... With whatever Jesus the on the what the movie is that with the uh, oh the Buddy Christ the Buddy Christ the Buddy Christ from like... Dogma, <laughs> it, except I was I sent him are you thumbs up giving me a thumbs up because you're sending me a picture of your dick or your thumbs up on the podcast and he's like both, I'm like thanks Charlie I appreciate that so Charlie this is your shout out from Cartoon Casual mm-hmm. and from Tim, anyway learning yeah, that he got thrown out of Tequila Bob's Tequila Bob's was it was a one of those uh, great ideas uh, poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Because they had three distinct, like demographics, they were trying to hit in one building. It was a large building, very large building, and so you had like pool hall and full service bar, like kind of raised up a little bit in this one area. And then you would take, I think it was a couple steps down, and you had where they could have bands. There was a stage. They would do karaoke there, and then you had like kind of off to the side. Yeah, this nice little, really cool. I like the lounge area, like with. They did a lot more like rap and R and B stuff on that side. Right. And then at the very end, you had like, and also more of a dance, dancey type of right. lights and shit at the very other end. I went to a place in Phoenix that was like that, that was the proper execution of that, called Graham Central Station. Have you ever been there, Tim? Mm-hmm. Ever heard of that? It's an old Walmart super center that some guy bought and turned it into a bar. So you had the, the whole, whole thing, the whole fucking thing. Think about this. Okay. So yeah, imagine the very, like you, 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 you cut it in half, wall it off down the middle. The front half was three different bars. You had techno, you had R and B hip hop type stuff. And then in the center of that, all soundproofed off. These are all soundproof. You can't, you open up one, one door. You had like almost like a, a sound deadening, like foyer airlock type of thing. So you walk by the, the one uh, like the one door and you couldn't hear whatever music was going on in there. So you had techno, you had uh, your like hip hop and R and B and shit like that here. And then you had a karaoke bar in the center that had a stage and a full sound. Like they had in-ear monitors if you wanted to use those. And like, I mean, it was very professional setup. The entire other half, like the back half of the whole, ha- like whole half, but the half of the whole building was a country bar. Two mechanical bulls, girls, 
bikini tops and booty shorts, like serving, you know, Bud and Coors Light out of buckets and a country band playing up on stage at all times. One of the coolest fucking places I've ever been to. And then you have Tequila Bob's, which was, you know, it's not, pro- literally pro- none of that. Probably it's difficult, though, because Kingman's a smaller town, so you have less hunk of people to draw from. And That's true. And then, of course, I mean, it's all about placement, too. I think it's why Champs didn't take off, Tim. Do you agree with that? Yeah, the area, that part of town. It, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. The financial demographic is relatively lower, extreme lower middle class. Over. What was Champs years ago... What was the first restaurant slash bar there? And it was it this not that long ago? Was it like a long time ago? It was something. I, or was I, it... I don't even fucking remember. There was something before Champs. And well, I, that I don't building originally was. was a Asian food market. Oh, oh okay. right, right, right. And then okay, they made it I to remember Champs. That. I remember a barbecue place there a yeah, while back. It was Porky's back. Barbecue. That's okay. It. Yeah, and then Champs. But then we've got now they reopened the Sundowner, which is nuts to me. Like... And Chris Lay is playing there, country music. Yeah, the Swillers. <laughs> I kind of want to go there on Friday and just to see. We kind of have to. Like, I'm kind of afraid to go over there, but it's also close to my house. So, right. Like, I kind of, I, I want to support this, the music scene. You know, I, I we're big. All all three of us are big promote, proponents of downtown, but it sounds like the guy's really trying to do some really good things. I so had we'll In and Out Burger last night, so I'm not all downtown. Yeah, that's true. Good old In and Out Burger. I've been there in a long time. Kind of want a good burger. We've talked about that. Before. Oh yeah, that's a bad. not. Let's not go down that nope. road because then you'll just get all pissed off. And I hear the tax shed has a pretty good burger actually. Speaking of the tax shed, what's on? Is there Black Ridge beer? Yeah, Hellas. Over there? Hellas. How's I'm that sorry. Going, how's that going over? Where's the tax shed? On uh, Beverly, kind of by Great West Goodyear, right okay. next to the freeway. Oh, uh, used to be dogs. Something big dog. Mad uh, dogs. Mad dogs. Yeah, that's right. It was Mad Dogs, and it was the scoreboard. I had a friend of mine that went there and had a whiskey of some kind. This was years ago. A friend of mine from back in Atlanta. He says they, they're watering down their whiskey. He was convinced. Is that possible? Mad Dogs? Mad, mad Dogs? Mad. Sky's the limit with that. I remember one Just of saying. Them. Mad Dogs. He was a whiskey connoisseur. He goes, oh, they're watering it down. I, I believe it. I, I, I could see that. But Tax Shed, now that I've seen, I, I keep hearing really good things. I kind of want to go over and do their wing challenge. I do too. I, but then I talked to a guy. I know a guy. I got a guy on the inside that they're using uh, caps, caps, uh, capsaicin powder. Yeah. They're using it's to, really, to bump really their. Hot. Yeah. They're like two and a half million, three million. When is Scoville. this? Cha- or is it any night you want to show it's up? It's any night you show up. If, and I think if it's you don't 45? complete it, it's 25 bucks. 25 bucks. If, if you do, it's free. But you have, I believe, 10 minutes to eat them. You can't have anything to drink. You can't leave your chair. You have to eat all of them off the boat. Is it a lot or just hot or both? 12, 12 wings. Oof. Okay, that's not... Okay. See, 12's kind of a lot. No. Well, when they're that hot, it is. Yeah, yes. when, they're, when they're that then hot. then after you're done, you have to sit there for another 10 minutes without anything to drink. You can't get up. So that's the whole challenge. It's it's Mentally, I think it's more of a challenge than actually doing it. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I mean, Buffalo so, Wild Wings kind of does it the same way, which I've, I've done that in Wing Challenge a couple times over now, and it's really I don't even call it a challenge. I just go there and get their hottest. I was going to say, let's go there. Right. We could like split it or something and just see how bad it is and say, yeah, this is doable or no fucking way. This ain't going to happen. Oh, no. If I'm going to rot my gut and have to recover the next day, because, okay, I'm so. I'm going to do the thing. You're, yeah, I'm just going to go full bore. I'm not going to do All testing right. or anything like that. I'll just, I'll just. Because if you're not there. in it to win, you're going to eat the first one and say, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. But if, if you, you know, got to prove that you got the biggest dick, you got to sit there and do it. You know anybody mm-hmm. that's done this and this desk completed it? Uh, yeah, Trent Salem, he did it. Oh, did he? Yeah. 
they've only had, I think, three winners or four, and um, they just had their first woman do it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I wish you could take Porsche over there and do that. Have you been there since it's been the new place? I, I've the last honestly, and and I, I feel bad for saying it, but the last time I went there was when Tim and I went there right after they first opened and talked to their owner, Tim which, Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry. Which was how yeah. long ago? Which is funny because I used to work for Tim Curry when he was the GM at uh, TA Truck Stop downtown, like 1999, <laughs> long time ago. It was my first job right out of high school. Was working for him. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it. I like what they did. Mad Dogs was a shithole. Scoreboard was a little bit better, but still kind of a shithole. And you know, so they've cleaned it, it up. They've remodeled. They've they, done some they stuff. Definitely cleaned it up, and, and I think it's got a much better reputation. Yeah, it's a kind of a cowboy biker bar, but they do have a lot better food. Their tacos are really good. I've had them, um, and their burgers. I've not because I I don't particularly like burgers i don't like touching food but um from everybody i've talked to they have the best burger and you're more of a utensil kind of eater yeah that's what you're saying yeah okay how about if you cook your own ribs that you do a wonderful job at your home do you touch it then yeah i mean i'd take some mental prep some people laugh at me for this (laughs) but i I, I have to i have to look at the food like uh, the other day at our friend hottie toddy's place he did a shrimp boil with zatarans and it took me a good couple minutes staring at my plate to then actually start grabbing like the corn on the cob and eating and stuff like that okay as soon as i got done i went straight to the bathroom had to wash my hands wash my face it just freaks me out no, I, can do, I don't freak out but i do that for sure i don't want any whatever on my fingers i'm not a that. sit around like like if i go like go to the seafood buffet and just start i'll i will destroy some fucking crab legs shrimp peel peel meat shrimp and all that but i won't sit around with nasty face and, and stuff like that. that like i i, I, I see know. people that all the time. i get up immediately after done you have done to walk there like you're a doctor and i have to walk that's in exactly there. just <laughs> walk, walk into walking with your arms up and you're like okay i'm not touching Somebody anything at the door yeah no it's gross it's uh but i also like i don't want to go like i'm not going to go like that wing challenge that's going to i would go there on like a Friday afternoon. I'm not going to go there where I'm going to be going out later on or something like that. I'm real picky about that. Like I'll eat with my hands, but only if I have time to clean up afterwards. Cause it's going to be all over your face. You're like the fucking Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, and you don't want to be going out afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Now that's people give you shit about that, but people don't realize that the shit that they had, their hangups are fucking weird too. But they're is all, this, all, is this because it, your, your hands are going to get nasty shit on them? Is that what it's all about? Yeah. I'm not a germaphobe. Right. You know, all whatever, but I just don't like touching food. <laughs> okay. Now, when I cook, I'll You're touch clean food because I'm not eating. I, you know, it's all in my hands. I know I'm going to be able to, you know, wash up, but I, I don't know. Everyone's got their quirks. We're uh, pouring some more of this. What is this beer again we're having one more time to uh, tell the people? It's a molten mango IPA. Yeah, we use mango puree and fresh cut habaneros in each cake. This is a little bit hotter than last batch, you're saying? Yeah, I up the habanero a, a, a bit. touch not a lot it's it's not like it's gonna knock people out or anything like i really that. like it i, I really, really do too yeah. it's got a big aroma of fresh mango it's uh, the mangoes and the flavor the malt really takes a back seat to it just because of the habanero heat and the mango flavor um but at the end you do get that malty goodness from the munich malt oh it smells fantastic and the hops come well. through nicely Mm-mm-mm-mm. this is i'm gonna throw this out there this is what uh Who's got the mango habanero? Uh, Sculpin. Uh, Sculpin. This is what Sculpin should be, yeah, and what they build themselves as. But Sculpin has always been kind of. Like, I'm not. I don't mean to shit on the beer. It's just I don't know if I'm getting not so fresh six packs or what. But it's 
it's there's barely any mango. There's barely any habanero. This and I, you know, is I don't amazing. Like be a copycat. You know, I don't want to do what the guy down the street does. Yeah. That's not me. No. But but do it better if you're going to. I for years thought about doing something like this, and then it was four weeks ago. I saw an ad for the Sculpin Mango Habanero, and I said, "Shit, I can do that. I'm just going to do it." And I did it. I kind of pat myself on the back and say, "I think I did it better." You did. No, I I really <clears throat> like this. That's what I'm drinking. I'm said, you know, team trivia tonight. That's what I'm drinking. Definitely. This is this is this is the beer. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about oh about the hot about the hot challenge again. I was going to make a little point that for me, if I'm eating something really hot, the worst part is your lips are on fire. And and now I when every time I go because that's I don't know like I've blistered my lips before doing I I did it one time at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings years ago I don't I, it was in I know it was in Vegas it was probably ten years ago and I got a blister on my lip from it and I'm like, fuck this I'll never do that again so I just I just lube up with chapstick and that's because I, I was going to suggest I, you create a barrier yeah with an oil that'll prevent the capsaicin for whatever you call it. To, or I'll just bring some of my own. I like my beard and mustache wax. It's made out of straight up. It's beeswax and tea tree oil and coconut oil. And I'll just rub some of that just all over my fucking mouth and go in there and be like, if you like, really want to cheat, you can just take some Vaseline and coat your tongue in it. Anybody here remember the episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to the chili cook-off and he's well, he's got his own hand carved spoon. He's going around. He's eating. He's he's eating chili hand carbs. Yeah, right. He's what goes around the chili cook off at each place. He's like that's not hot. That's not hot. That's not hot. Uh, Chief Wiggum, he's got yeah. This is made from the Guatemalan and or Nicaraguan insanity pepper. And it's this, this pepper that's glowing. Insanity. Pepper. Insanity pepper. It's this pepper that's glowing and it's like green and red and white. And and it was like three peppers are in every pot, and he goes, "Oh, we'll see about that." And Homer like barely touches his tongue to it, and it lights him up. <laughs> and he's he just can't believe that they finally met his match. So he goes and he sits at this picnic table, and there's a citronella candle sitting there, and he mistakes the candle for his drink. He grabs the candle, drinks it, and coats his mouth in wax. Goes and he just kind of says, "Oh, I can do this." He gets a bright idea, and he goes over there, and then just chugs down like a whole cup. Of this, this, uh, on this, fire this chili. On fire chili. And he's like, see, I told you. And he's just talking funny because his mouth is coated in wax. <laughs> the rest of the episode is Homer tripping balls. <laughs> because and it's some kind of a Guatemalan. It, because, yeah, it's like Guatemalan insanity pepper. <laughs> One of the, it's, it is my favorite episode of The Simpsons. That's why I bring it up. Not just because he's tripping balls and it was the animations were done by like a combination of like Rob Zombie and like somebody else are doing all these, this, it fucked up animations. But Homer trips so hard he sees his uh, his spirit guide. That's a coyote, and it's the the voice of the coyote is Johnny Cash. <laughs> I'm your I'm your spirit guide, Homer. Like and and, and and he's just tripping balls the entire this fucking fifteen the first five minutes of the movie is just setting up this fifteen minute trip or the the the, the episode is just a fifteen minute trip, and that's what I'm thinking might happen if I do this wing challenge i'm, I'm fairly trip. certain yeah i i might go on a fucking journey and end up in pluto or something now cap capsaicin though is uh is good for you isn't this true the actual the hot the yeah heat? in moderation yeah it's so is potassium but if you take too much of it your heart will fucking stop like that sure yeah capsaicin is really good i mean it's, it's good for all sorts of things for like lowering your blood pressure and all that shit but you're talking about enough to where it's fucking poison like it's I, what i was told was that they use 
uh, a mixture, like a sauce. It's a it's a sauce base you can buy commercially that is made from Scotch bonnets and uh, and ghost chilies, and then they add the capsaicin, like pure capsaicin extract powder. They claim it's the hottest wing challenge in 17 states, which I, I thought we had 50, but I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. It was like 17 out of and 50. I don't do fractions. 13 was original colonies were 13, so... 17 is a prime number. Right. So what's 13? Carry the two. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I don't so do I don't, fractions. I don't know. What I, why do they really bill it as the as the hottest? They're sponsored ad on Facebook. It's the hottest wing challenge in 17 states. That's really weird. It doesn't list 17 states. So they just arbitrarily pick the 17. What states if the 17 then... states or states are not known for having hot food like Ohio and Michigan and Minnesota? Minnesota. <laughs> you know, <it's> like Alaska. <laughs> it's like the hottest wing challenge. Decided no, I'm Alaska. Okay, you just walk outside, bare my face in fucking snow. Hey, we should I, do the challenge. Me, you, Mike. Paul, if you're Ooh, yeah, my, yeah, I, maybe I'm I can tell you, Mike would be the contender. When I first I so. came out with Scorched Earth, we're sitting at the brewery. This is February of 2014. Mike hadn't started working for me yet. Just a buddy, we were hanging out. We're sitting at one of the bar tables, and I'm looking at these ghost chili peppers that I just got in, and I'm like, man, I wonder how hot these are. Mike's like, I'll eat one. I'm like, tell you what, you eat one of these, I'll give you free beer for the month of February. I didn't have that sentence finished, and he had the whole <laughs> son of a bitch stem seeds, everything in his mouth and he was chewing it up and he chewed it for a good minute and his face went to the shade of red like the walls on the brewery and he ate the whole son of a bitch i was he then bartending proceeded to go home was he sweating yeah i didn't see him for two days <laughs> well you typically don't hang out with mike when he's in the bathroom well <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's where he was the whole time or he might have been in the bathroom at the emergency room for all i know <laughs> I, it, it's, I, it's a bad pepper it's ghost it, chili pepper i know there's hotter there's always a bigger dick there's always a hotter pepper this is a hot, hot pepper. This is the Le- Lexington steel of hot peppers. The Lexington I, steel. I think I ate something at your house. You made poppers out of ghost chili peppers at oh, some point. Didn't it's you? a good thing. Habaneros. We used habaneros. Oh, habaneros. No. Okay. You used like four habaneros. Yeah, the rest were jalapeno. Re- yeah. No, no, no. I remember that. I remember that mm-hmm. too. Because I remember I had one of his or two of his hot habanero ones. Yeah. I did. And I, oh, no. I remember. I was yeah. there too. And he's like, here, try this one. And it was pretty warm. A little bit. Habanero, and habaneros are up there, man. They, about like, a hundred thousand like on average, Scoville. Something like that, yeah. Like they're and and I've had I've I've had hotter. Well, remember the uh, was it bell peppers, the bell peppers that you grew up uh, at uh, your dad's house. Um, I remember we used was to it grow a be- jalapenos, and I'm telling you, those jalapenos were hotter than store bought habaneros. It's amazing how how they vary from pepper to pepper jalapenos. Well, you know, and store bought. They're growing them so fast, and they're putting something in the soil to make them grow really quick and really big. Mm-hmm. You get more price per ounce the bigger the pepper is. You know, capitalist society, it makes sense to do that. Although it, you suffer on the heat end. They're not as hot as, okay. you know, they say a jalapeno is about 5,000 Scoville units. A lot of jalapenos you get, it, it's barely any more sometimes, than a and, bell pepper. And sometimes they're, sometimes they're really hot, and sometimes there's just nothing. Yep. The way um, to tell is and, when you go to buy them at the store— Look for the smaller habanero or jalapeno that has more of a purplish tint to it. That okay, they have grown slower. They've developed a lot more heat. Not the standard pretty green bright. Yeah, the bright thing. green ones. They're they're, they're okay. just they grow so fast. They don't have time to develop that heat in the seed. Okay. Well, that and if I I think I read this somewhere. I, I and I don't know how scientifically accurate it is. I just know I read it. Was that um, if it was on the internet, it's got to be true. Clearly, especially if it came through an email from my dad. 
Yeah, where it says forward, 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 forward. <laughs> oh, my God. What did Obama do now? And they're like, what? <laughs> he has been the president for like a month. <laughs> Another half now. Jesus. Anyway, uh, no, is that, uh, that, that peppers and grapes need struggle in order for them to be quality. Right. That's why wine grapes sort of... are not the same grapes you get at the store. Right. Those grapes are full of water. They're big and they're luscious, but they have a small or, or low uh, sugar concentration. Wine grapes, they do stress them. They don't water them as much so that they don't soak up all that water and they develop a lot more sugars, a lot more density of sugars in that smaller grape. And the terroir. I don't speak Spanish. Is he... I don't speak... <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the show I, you hadn't heard of I, uh, the uh, with James May and Oz? Oz and... Uh, it's uh, James and Oz Wine Adventure and they, they do one in Europe and then the next season was in, uh, in the United States. Have you heard of this show? No. It's... Do you know James May from Top Gear? Captain Slow yeah, yeah. from Top Gear. Yeah. Captain Slow. It's Captain Slow. And Who's Slow. also a pilot, by the way. Yeah, all, yeah. Sorry. Always got to edge that Sorry. in because it's completely fucking pertinent to I know. the goddamn exactly. conversation. Well, I mean, two out of three of us here are pilots. That's right. <laughs> are you a dick pilot? Is that what you're getting at, Tim? <laughs> I don't have a license to fly a plane, <laughs> but I have flown many planes. That's true. What's many planes? Well, the first time I flew, I was 11 years old. What did you fly? I don't know the exact model of the airplane. Paul probably does. Was it, it was uh, Gene, Gene Wolfe's uh, airplane? It was uh, an RV. Was it his tail dragger thing, or was it a Cessna? More like an air type. Was it like a? Because your father had a, had a Cessna one seventy two. Yeah, I, I don't recall. If it was his RV and tail dragger, it was an RV. I think he has an RV ten. I believe RV it was 8, a low wing RV ten. Okay, then it should have been an RV. Whatever his RV model is, he doesn't fly anymore at all. Yeah, that was probably it. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun little airplane, kind of a little hot rod. He was aerobatic. just joking around, said, "Hey, you want to fly?" I'm like, "Yeah." So I take control of the stick, and he let go. Of course, he wasn't gonna let anything bad happen. Before he knew it, he realized I was flying the fucking plane. Yeah, and he, he said he said he did a pretty good job, if I recall. He told me that. Yeah, right on. And he asked me if I'd ever flown a plane before, and I said, "Well, on the flight simulator, I had Microsoft 1999 flight simulator, which is a great, great program." 96. It was on. Windows 95, it just came out in 1995, 96, Microsoft released Flight Simulator, and I was flying A-10 Warthogs. I flew the fucking space shuttle once. <laughs> flying brick. I, I, no, I, I, but I in real life, I, I have flown planes. Flight Sim 10, is, I have that downloaded. I've just never kind of hooked it up. Legally play. downloaded, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I paid for it online, and no, I didn't. I, pir- I, I pirated the fuck out of that. I don't give a fuck. Neither but, does Bill Gates. He's too busy fighting malaria and fucking one-armed kids or something. But the but the question is, or the comment, it's a funny as hell show if you want to anyway, entertainment. Yeah, James May, it's, it's James and Oz Wine Adventure, and the first season is just, it's it's literally James May just talking about how ridiculous wine like wine, wine snobs like are. snobbery and all that and how the culture is just fucking ridiculous oh again folks out there another episode where we're just going to stand around and look talk at about wine. it look talk at about it. wine look at wine <laughs> when do we get to bloody drink the goddamn wine like he was he, he's pissed off <laughs> but Oz is this wine aficionado guy in England or so he has a right to call him in some news, not newspaper in some magazine or something he's in Wine Spectator Every he's kind of a, he he's a, a friend of James they go driving around through France and they just kind of tour around to, to kind of a novice uh, to show people what it's all about and, and an kind old, of make fun of it. Old uh, Jaguar that keeps convertible, he keeps breaking down. Which is a shocking. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Well, it was when Ford owned them, so. And it's so, but it's, it's a, just funny. It's an the early whole time. 90s one. It's not a testament to good Jaguar from before or after. It's when 
Ford Odom, which is unfortunate. But and one of the anyway. scenes we're talking about terroir, which is explain what terroir is. It's it's the environment. Terroir atmosphere. is like everything that goes into. Uh, it's it's the the struggle could be the struggle the, of the great. Well, it's the struggle of the it was struggle of the great. And hops are the same way, and so is so is grain too with beer. And then you have terroirs. We've talked about this before, like. When, when we brew beer, everything that happens on that day kind of goes into the spirit of the, of the beer. With wine grapes, it's a big fucking deal where you could plant grapes on this hill and then a quarter mile away on this hill that's a little lower elevation, they may get a little more, a little less moisture. Da, 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 da. From year to year, it can change a little bit. So the terroir is like everything all-inclusive. The amount of rain, the sunshine, the, mm-hmm. you know, everything. The soil that, composition. The, the yeah. soil and composition, he's talking everything. about this and how detailed. <laughs> he's going on and on and on and on. And you can just and he's see very James, funny. James May's face is just like, I, this, is fuck, this is so fucking stupid. He goes, you mean to tell me that on this side of the road, these grapes are going to make wine. These are the exact same grapes on, on this side of the road as on this side of the road, but they're going to make different wines. He goes, yeah, that's it. You know, it's subtle differences. And then as, as he's saying these subtle differences, you hear this honk, honk. This fucking <laughs> diesel truck drives <laughs> by. Belching road, smoke and goes, And James goes, yeah, I can see how delicate it really matters here. <laughs> it's a very cheeky, very funny fucking show. And so they uh, apparently, so they, I guess it, it was like two or three years later is when they did a second season in where California. they came, they came, yeah. came to California, which I thought was really cool. Of course, this is before Arizona wine country started to take off, which is doing phenomenal things. Jesus. It's amazing. Like to the point where if I, if I can find, um, oh God damn it. When I was in Ohio in 2015, I went to like the, the, like beer and wine like bottle shops they have they have to have liquor stores there for shit like that they go to the package store and that my mom and stepdad go to and a family well you've probably been there with my mom i'm sure on a date yeah yeah fucker anyway uh i did uh, thank you that's great hey mom that's tim schritter by the way that's s-c-h-r-i-t-t-e-r fuck you tim Anyway, let's talk about your mom listening we, to all these podcasts. Remember, she told you uh, we talked about that before. Yeah, that was a great text message to wake up to. I listened to your podcasts, and that was it. She left it. Period. That's all I. That's the text I woke up to. Like, oh fuck. Yeah, my morning text wasn't that nice either. From my mom. <laughs> She's like, I have thigh chafe. Why did you take me to the ER, not to a dermatologist? <laughs> is that is that where we're, we're going to go down that fucking road? <laughs> the terroir road. Are you going to be my stepdad? <laughs> uh, no. I'm fucking done There's with this conversation. There's no replacement for Uncle Dad. <laughs> I'm editing this whole segment out. <laughs> I'll re-record. And this is just it, one it, big Leonard interior piece of music. It'll be the entire. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a great idea. I might actually use that. I'll use Leonard's the piece that he played on here just to drown out the bullshit. <laughs> Leonard came and played music. He did, yeah, like right there. He sat right there. Wow. And about his guitar. I'll tell you that mic picks up really well. The mic you're on, uh, like in that spot, pick, picks up just the guitar because he wasn't plugged in or anything. He just played acoustic. It was really nice. And Leonard's great. Oh yeah. Yeah, you should listen to our podcast. It's called uh, Cartoon Casual. Mm-hmm. Uh, two gentlemen came <laughs> in the bar today that Leonard had met down in Laughlin, and uh, he recommended to these two gentlemen to come up and try Blackbridge. That's awesome. And uh, they're coming back tomorrow to buy kegs. Shit. Yeah. Like for a party or for like, do they have a... No, they're snowbirds and they used to get cakes from Pints and Pints has gone to shit since Chuck left. Right. And they're just besides themselves. Where is Chuck now? State 48 Brewery and Surprise. Okay. So these guys came up and they were really excited and loved the beers and asked if they could 
get their kegs filled. So they're coming back tomorrow. That's cool as hell. Yeah. That's cool. that's going to be the third Snowbird customer I've gotten from pints going to shit. Wow. That who's their brewer now? You know who's his name's Love. He doesn't drink beer. He's a great guy, but you can't produce a product without being able to test the product and see if it's any good. Chuck had to, we talked about this before. Maybe I don't think so in the podcast, but his background is what is in is in uh, is flavor flavors or and extracts. So like he knows his shit, doesn't he? Well, his immediate background before brewing was that. Prior to that, he was San Bernardino sheriff for over twenty years, which is <laughs> blows my mind a little bit. But of all, like of all people I've ever met, that would be the best cop. He's probably one of them. He's just so mild mannered. Like I could see him being uh, a good officer and not being a hothead. Or yeah, for being know. a guy that brews beer and a former cop, he is not what others offer. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a complete fucking dickhead, right? But he's so good about um, telling you and talking to you about the brewing process or how he does things. And again, he's got a good. What do you, I don't know if it's a powder or you want to call it or he's so he knows he likes flavors people. and smells and tastes and he and, translates his love for people to his love for beer and he connects the dots and he's really good to listen to he's been a great mentor for me yeah I told him once that he was the Neil deGrasse Tyson of uh, of brewing beer and I thought he was going to cry but it's the truth you're taking some really high level heady shit that most normal average people won't understand and able to translate it and talk to somebody and make them understand what it is you do without having to give them a full fermentation education first. Yeah. And he is really, really good at that. I am not. I get beyond irritated when people come out to the brewery and want to stand in my way and have me give them a detailed description of what exactly is going on. Yep. That sounds like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are so goddamn similar. It's not even funny. No, 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 having... no, no, no. What I mean is it sounds like me standing in his way and... <laughs> And that kind of stuff. No, you are like that though. Like, okay, listen, I know. I I'm going to show you how to do this one time, and if you don't know how to do it, you're officially not fucking helping me. You're hindering me. Right. I've heard you say that to employees before. I know it's bad. Former employees now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the first year I knew Tim, I didn't think he liked me. He still Just, doesn't. I'm sure. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Who does Tim like? Uh. Chuck, I think we established we just that he likes Chuck. <laughs> um, just give me a hard time. That's per, all. Pretty fond of my kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's touch and go sometimes though, isn't You're... it? <laughs> it's like that with kids. Yeah. Hey Portia. Got <laughs> be some payoff eventually. Uh, yeah. Kids. Well, when she can. Well, when your kids can drive you home, you know, from the bar. I have five more years until my oldest can do that. Oh, wow, man. that's gonna be bad. No, it's fucking awesome. No, it's gonna be no, it's gonna be great. But you know, Tim may even drink more. Really? Well, I mean, it doesn't help that I live two blocks from the brewery. True, it's true, true. Yeah. Oh man! If you, uh, if I have a question. Speaking of legalities of that, if you're staggering home from from your from your brewery going to your house, and you're obviously walk staggering, you're walking. Is that illegal to be? Publicly in, in this town, can they arrest you for just that? Not in Arizona. There's Pu- no drunken public laws. Right. Okay. There's public intoxication, but it's usually paired with. It's not. It's kind of like you can you can be charged with not having a seatbelt, but it's not probable cause to pull somebody over. That's a secondary offense. You can right. be out in public. You can be drunk. If you have outward signs of intoxication and you're confronted by police, they can charge you with disorderly conduct. Okay. And that's a very loose term. It's sure. officer's discretion if you are being disorderly in public. Okay. 
what if, if you're on any kind of a wheeled thing, like a skateboard or a bicycle, then now is this? No. Bicycle, not, not you in Arizona. A, bicycle, in, you can get a DUI. Not in Arizona. It's not a self-propelled device, and it states that specifically it is. Oh. in Title 28 of the Arizona Revised Statutes. So anything non-motorized, again, a skateboard, a... No, because, you know, a horse does not have a motor. However, if oh, you're okay. drunk on a horse, you can be charged with DUI because... Okay. You know, the idea is if you're on a horse and you're drunk and you pass out, the horse can still uh, move under its own power, just like a motor vehicle can. You can pass out, you can be drunk, and lose control of it. On a bicycle, you are the power. You're the engine that drives it. If you are drunk and you pass out, it, it stops. It cannot move. Yeah, you just kind of fall over. So that's what I mean, talks about. If you're drunk and you're riding a skateboard, you're just a fucking idiot. <laughs> If you're drunk and can ride a skateboard, you should get picked up by a fucking company that sponsors you because you are able to skateboard yeah. drunk. Right. Because I Enter think we Tony were... Hawk. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but there are states, and I assume that there is illegal to be publicly intoxicated if they, they know that you're drunk. Yeah. Um, Nevada has public intoxication laws. Wow. That's uh, hilarious. Colorado, I know this for a fact. Our friend Timmy got a DUI on a bicycle. See, and that's why I brought up the bicycle thing because right, that for... was Colorado. I thought that was in Kingman. No. <laughs> Timmy Shit, did get that a sucks. Timmy uh, on his bicycle ran a red light. Didn't run it. He stopped. The sensor didn't pick him up. It was at nighttime, and he there was no traffic. He said, "Screw it, I'm just gonna go." And as he was going through the intersection, Mojave County Sheriff's officer was coming from uh, another direction. Saw him go through the red light. Pulled him over. Well, I thought that was Colorado. No, he wasn't drunk. He ran a red light on his bicycle. Oh, see, a bicycle abides by almost every single law that a motor vehicle does mm -hmm. with exception to the DUI. So you have to signal, you have, you know, if you ride your bike on the sidewalk, that's illegal. That's for walking for pedestrian traffic. Mm -hmm. So he ran a red light and he was charged with it. He took it to court and fought it. And uh, Judge Huerta found him guilty and he had to pay his fine. Wow. Even though, was and it a he, sensor? Was it a sensor, a magnetic sensor intersection? Yeah. yeah. See that's bullshit. Like there's there's other places like you there's um there's I know in, in other states I don't know about Arizona but I know that in lots of other states in fact most of them uh if you're in a vehicle that's too small to pick that up like there's it like there's um if the mag, if the magnetic sensors if you don't have enough iron basically in whatever vehicle you're on to, for that sensor to pick up that red light will never fucking turn green. Well, in Kingman they're on a two minute timer. So right. There's not a red light in Kingman. Allegedly. Lasts longer than two minutes. There, that, that's what they say, but I timed one this morning leaving the hospital. It was just over four minutes. Wow. According to the city's official press release <laughs> in the minor last week. No, I remember. You're I, wrong, Joe. No, I, I am not wrong because I fucking timed it. I watched well, it. I've done I, that too. I have more of an inclination to believe Joe than I do the government. No, I know. I, I've done Thanks, that buddy. too. I've, Especially uh, the government can't even do a pothole fix. We're kind of wondering about that. If it pleases the crown. I saw that shit last or a couple nights ago on the internet, and I was like, "Should I post this?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know." And then Tim, he did. If it pleases, what, what? How does that phrase go? Is it? It's a picture of a potholed road. Tim will bring this up, and yep. this is fucking great. If it pleases the crown, uh, may you please, uh, will you please fix the potholes that I've been taxed over? Like it, it, it's like a triple taxation. No, I, I, if I've it pleases the crown, wouldst thou kindly repair the road? I was already taxed to build as to minimize damage to the car. I'm annually taxed to own, which I purchased with income. You already taxed. <laughs> and all three of those things are true in 50 fucking States. Oh yeah. But doubly no. true in this goddamn. I, with the, I find I, it hard to believe, and I'm not gonna get into a debate right now with this current 
well, it's, it, I think it's the city manager's responsibility, I believe, to kind of head that program up at some point to, to, to direct what's going on, I think. From what I can gather, it's the, the council, mayor and council, directs the city manager to like kind of directs him in the right way. And then it's, it's, it's the city manager's job to figure out the best possible people to make sure you're surrounded by good people. It's sure. kind of like you're... And we do have crews that supposedly maintain the roads. But they're it's on a budget. Even, yeah. They're, it, the state has pulled the um, highway user revenue funds from the gas tax and the vehicle registration. Which was millions of fucking dollars yeah, it was from bad. the budget. It was bad. Mean, like, but that's how Ducey balanced the state budget. The consequence of that was the local counties and municipalities had almost no revenue then to maintain the roads. So what do you do about that well, right now? Of, there's a lot of arguments. You know, One of the things that has failed in the past... Uh, decade is to impose a primary property tax for um, properties within the city limits that would give the city ample funds to maintain those however there's it, it'll never pass no it's one of the reasons people and a lot of it, buy here is because there is none and, and I get, I completely get that people want to live here because it's cheap I, property mm-hmm. taxes are cheap I have an acre in downtown Kingman on a corner I pay 350 bucks here in property tax now you could say well what would 50 bucks more a year hurt you? Well, it wouldn't. What hurts me is knowing that the government is going to be getting uh, millions of dollars additional revenue and they already show blatant waste of that money. Yeah. So why should we trust them with more? Now, the other side of that coin is our roads fucking suck. So there should be some pointed effort to say, to recognize, first of all, and say, our roads suck. We need this much money, and here's how we're going to get it. And we're going to fix the freaking roads and then make it happen somehow and guarantee it. So I, I had proposed a solution, and it obviously fell on deaf ears. Um, and this is something the Board of Supervisors would have to enact. The city can't, and that is to impose a two-cent-per-gallon gas tax. And I am not for more taxes. I'm a staunch libertarian. However, in this one area of taxation, the majority of the gasoline sold in this community is through uh, or to tourists, travelers, yes. people coming from California, coming from wherever, stopping through. We are a gas station town. You can't throw a rock in this town without hitting a gas station. You know, two cents per gallon would provide ample money to maintain roads. The other part of that, though, is the county has to enact that. The city can't. So, therefore, Why it, is then, that? Something to do with uh, the state laws. The, the uh, municipalities uh, yeah. cannot enact a, a gas tax. The, the counties can. So... That money would go to Mojave County, which would then most likely be used for their road department, and very limited amount of that money would go to the city of Kingman, and it'd also be split to Colorado City and um, Lake Havasu and Bullhead to maintain their roads as well. That's but fine. two cents a gallon is not a lot of money to anybody. You, you, you fill up right. your truck, you put twenty gallons in there. You're looking especially at right now. How much was it, gas seven or eight years ago? Four or five fucking right, you know, dollars we're down to a two, gallon. Two twenty-five gallon. So that's, you know, would that, but that's kind of a short-term Band-Aid. Would, would that be? Uh, uh, absolutely. The real now, fix would, would is to lobby under... the state legislature, legislature to redistribute her funds back to the municipalities as needed. You know, one of the things ADOT did, uh, Route 66 going through Kingman, Andy Devine, is a state highway. And they abandoned that within the city limits and gave it to the city to maintain. Duh. And that was a lot of traffic goes down. Oh, yeah. Andy Devine. 
we're about to experience that shortly when we leave here. We're gonna go boom, 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 down right down there. It's uh, it, it's to the point where I'm worried. I, I granted, I need new tires, and I know that, <clears throat> and that's happening in the next month. But I'm afraid to drive across those potholes, and I'm dodging them. I got pulled over about a month ago. Um, <laughs> this is fucked up for being drunk, but what, recording potholes. Yeah, I think yeah. the guy thought I was hammered, and I, I literally had not had a drop to drink. Uh, and I, I was coming up from downtown because you were sure. dodging fucking potholes. Right. And it was like, and it's not like one or two. There are dozens and dozens yeah. in each lane. Yeah, it's oh yeah, you can't especially coming. Um, like they're bad coming downtown. Uh, on on Andy Divine, but they're it's bad in both lanes yeah. going uphill. It's and almost like the city doesn't want them fixed because they want that causation to pull you over to see if you are DUI, right. see if you have drugs. Or well, I know that you made that post. I'm thinking to myself, I would love to know, and I was serious about that when I, when I responded to. I'd love to know if there's a schedule when they're doing this. If they're going to do you know this street on this week of this month, and they're going to do this and this. I kind of want to know what's going to... Is there a plan out there? There, There is no plan because there's no money, from what I understand. That's the, the last... That's that's actually... Okay, so the, we have a pothole crew or not? Do we have nobody taking care no, of potholes? We have, we have... There's people that do this work. Tim, can you back me up on this one? Like, there's people that can do this work. There's a crew in the but city that's... They have a certain budget they have to work within, and, and you... So they're also, taking care I, of emergency things, mainly right now. Pothole's not an emergency. There's, they're, you know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're out there taking care of things that are deemed more critical than a pothole right now. Right. And a cheaper fix. Well, because a pot, fixing a pothole is a super cheap band-aid. Right. What needs to be done, and Tim and I were talking about this too, is that people don't understand that, like I barely grasp the concept of, of uh, not so much road maintenance, but road building. Tim is way, way more uh, well-versed in that aspect. But correct me if I'm wrong, but the original 66 coming through Kingman, it's a combination of the under like what's under the pavement that was not done right that's old it needs to be ground back ground down to nothing and rebuilt well standards always improve and when Andy Devine was put in decades ago before I was born you know it was put into the standards of that day and the materials and technology they had to make the roads then you have your top coats that have been you know laid down you know places in the country you know Pacific Northwest they get rain all the time and they don't have potholes like we do they have a asphalt complex that is designed to withstand the moisture in the water and not fall apart. Right. We don't have a lot of rain here, so that more expensive asphalt was never something that was ever budgeted for nor felt it was needed. Partly because before it failed, they figured, you know, we'd go through and mill up the top coat and lay down new asphalt. Well, with the highways and revenue funds being pulled, they don't have that right. money to do that. So then you have... Something Even I've, still, if they would have done the more expensive I'm asphalt, it's, dripping, it, still would have, it, it still would eventually fail. You, you do need proper maintenance. And to, to give an a, example of waste of, of city money for road maintenance, right now they have a company out of Holbrook in Kingman um, that is redoing the streets in downtown Kingman, specifically Oak Street, down the street from my house. They're going through with um, high-powered air nozzles blowing out all the pebbles out of all the cracks. And they have street sweepers going through, sweeping all the pebbles up. They're going to then go and apply tar to all the cracks and then do a new chip seal throughout all of downtown Kingman. The roads aren't falling apart in downtown Kingman. They need to focus that money. No, those aren't high traffic streets. Right. They need to focus that money not to a contractor from Holbrook. They need to focus it to local contractors to maintain Andy Devine and do it right. 
Why would they go to a contractor out of Holbrook? It, it's the low bid cause. That, that's cause, all. That, yeah. That's okay. Do, do we have? And I know this is. You guys are gonna laugh, but do we do we have local people that can fix our streets here? Do we have to go somewhere? Do yeah. You know what I mean, are there people uh, no. who did um, the work on Stockton Hill Road last construction. year? Yeah. You have and, McCormick had a bullhead, that and it's amazing. It, I, I'll shit you not. I can turn my when I when I drive from just from the brewery downtown to my house over in Wallach Ranch. I'm driving all the way across town on Stockton Hill Road. The majority of the time I'm on Stockton Hill. I can actually turn my I, my my stereo doesn't go above twenty because I'll blow the speakers out right. Eleven. Eleven. So I turn it down. I, I actually have to turn my stereo down because the road noise is quieter when I hit that stretch of Stockton Hill from what is it about uh, Chicago or Detroit rather Detroit to Airway where they repaved it last year and it's nice and smooth and perfect. That's right. how good of a job they did, and this is a local company that they did it. You know, and they did it in a super high traffic area that need, where it really fucking needed to be done. So, so people complain to this, to the, our city, and we talk about the mayor, the city council, or the manager. But the bottom line is, they really don't have the money right now to do this. I mean, that department, roads department, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't have the money, but the money could be found. And this is discussions that I've had with a few city workers that usually get pissed off at me because I tell them they're overpaid. But they ought to just do it, it and then bill Maxine, Max, Maxine, the city employee that embezzled one point one million dollars. Oh, oh yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. she one point one million dollars wouldn't quite fix all the problems on Andy Devine, but it's it a lot come, of potholes. Come, though. Well, Desert really Construction did Stockton Hill Road for three hundred eighty thousand. Oh shit! I didn't know so it was for that 1. low. So for 1.1 million dollars, oh. you could relay any divine from was that just cheap? south of I-40 all the way down to the other end of town where I-40 meets up yeah. again. No, absolutely, without a doubt. And actually, part of that stretch you wouldn't even need to do because they did the concrete there ten years ago or whatever. Well, just the south end the, of I-40. Oh, so with just, concrete oh, ends. Yeah. Southbound, all the way to the south of Kingman, where I-40 intersects again. I wish we could have, uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, in Hammurabi's Code, you know, the precursor to most modern law, there's a clause, and this is Sumerian law, what is it, 5,000 years old, 6,000 years old. There's a clause in there that if you're, uh, that you can go after two, gener or not two generations, two two steps out from your, um, for, to, to collect debts. So, like, it, let's say I owed money and I didn't have the money. All right, well, we're going to throw you in jail, Joe, and we're going to go to your up to your second cousins and just start liquidating their fucking assets. That's in Hammurabi's code, folks. Look that fucking shit up because it's the truth. And they would go out, and that, that went on for thousands of years. And just go out. Like, she, she embezzled all that fucking money. She's going to jail. She doesn't have any of that money. It's not there. It's gone, I assume. Right? It was all sure. funneled back into casinos and whatnot. So what do we do? We'll go after her kids. Well, go after her kids, go after her grandkids, go after her aunt, aunts and uncles, mom and dad. I'm not sure that would really fly. I don't give a fuck. She stole over a million dollars from, from the city of Kingman. Well, let's fuck go after Is she going to jail, the by the way? Is she in she's still, the money she's still, from the cities? She, what now? Let's go after the state of Arizona that stole the money from the cities. Same thing you mean the highway to, user revenue funds? Yes. Is that, yeah. Those yeah. funds come from the 18 cents per gallon tax that the state imposes on gas. So where did that where did that money go? I wonder. Like is that like? You've been I, to Phoenix lately? I, yeah. No, that's why I was. I Their was actually roads gonna, are pristine. Oh, they're, they're doing all kinds. I was going to bring there. that up before when we were and talking. Granted, about that's the where the majority of population is in the state, but that doesn't mean we're any less important up here. It's true. It's Apparently true. It does. 
and Maricopa County has always kind of decided uh, the the way everything kind of goes in the state. And I can remember going back to KUAT Channel Six out of uh, Tucson when I was a kid, and watching the news with my grandpa. At, I mean, really young in Tucson, and even then in Tucson, then it was you know city of quarter of a million, half a million people. And even then, my grandfather bitching about the fact that Phoenix was making decisions. So it wasn't even like the small towns. Right. It was Tucson. It was like not getting, not getting a, a fair shake, you know, and a fair say when it comes to things. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that there's, I don't know that there's any way to solve that. I, I well, heard. Instead of our local reps, you know, worrying about chemtrails, <laughs> they should Jesus. maybe worry about getting her funds back to the municipalities that gravely need them. Potholes is always one of the biggest topics, local politics. It really is. Always. Well, it makes our town look like shit. And where's yeah. our revenue come from? Sales tax. Tourism. Yeah. And, and if a tourist comes through town and the rental car is getting bumped into the other lane, they're going to hightail it out of here. Absolutely. It, it looks like, it just, it looks like shit. It feels like shit. You know, I, one of the I, biggest I, tourist draws to Kingman is coming up in May. And that's the, um, the Route 66 fun run. Yep. yep. You're going to have cars from the 40s, 50s, and 60s coming through that's bad and they're not built like you know newer vehicles and newer a, vehicles that are even going out of alignment right you're gonna have these old classic cars by the thousands coming through any divine you make a post on that or talk to some of the people so, that we know in the city council now and say that some effort needs to be put on fixing the majority of the shitty potholes coming down the hill going into downtown from this fun run and see that's something else i want to ask you tim because you you may know or paul you might know what is the what, does anybody have a legal base? If I blow out a tire and I fucking wreck my truck because of their, uh, and I'm going the speed limit and I can prove that I was going the speed limit, the cops say, yeah, he's going the speed limit, blew a tire and it was caused by one of the potholes. Is there any sort of legal recourse that I have I'm sure on a public you, yeah, road? You can you know, sue anybody. Yeah. You can go get Bruno Brooks and Goldberg and you could sue the city, but you're going to spend a lot of money and the city's attorneys are going to fight back and say, well, we had your tire, you know, inspected. Here's our expert witness, and your tire was failing already. So okay, it'd be very difficult for you to place blame on the city. So basically, there is no legal recourse then. Of course, there is. It's America. Yeah. You just have to have, you know, a million dollars. It's a golden rule, and, and what whoever it, has the gold rules. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! I love it. I, I love. It. <laughs> this is great. By the way, I think about pothole this, talk on Cartoon yeah, Casual. Pothole talk on Cartoon Casual. <laughs> I gotta feel I, this could go on and on. I now let's talk about the pot and leave the hole out of it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah but you gotta. Well, never mind. The, the the solution to the problem is to always leave the hole out of it. What oh. we need is we, we need the final solution for this problem. Motherfucker. <laughs> we can't have a single podcast without some sort of mention of the, goddamn the Nazi, Nazis. Jewish final solution. Oven. If it's not Andy, Nazi, Andy Devine, you know, it's it's so saddening. It's almost like the Trail of Tears. It is. Well, like it's, thing, yeah. it's way worse than that. I mean, like I said last time, uh, you know, we mentioned going down the there. It's worse than on the on the railway road to Dachau. You just gonna <laughs> oh, Arbeit mocked fry. Deutschland Brales. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think if you translate so Arbeit mocked, it's something like this road sucks. I, I think that's what that means in German. <laughs> Which kind of I think the loose translation is this road sucks. <laughs> Oh and by God. the way, we got to, speaking of sucking, we got to probably end this thing because we need to go down to lose at uh, Team Trivia. Yeah, exactly. Um, every Wednesday night, folks. Every Wednesday night at 6.30, 6.30 normal time, uh, actual 7.15 Blackbridge Standard Time. So come on down and get some, God, that's big brew beer list you've got going on. I said the fullest you said ever? 
at this point. Yeah, we officially max capacity, right? Fourteen? Yeah. No, more. No, we have nineteen taps. They're all flowing in Jesus with our Christ. blends. Nineteen with the blends. It's over twenty. I think we have like 20, 25. And yeah, we nuts. today just expanded capacity. Um, we got approval from the city to expand our front patio for the whole width of the building. We're adding two more. Oh tables, yeah, that's exciting news. Yeah, no, that's cool. We brought shit. in twelve more chairs for the back patio, and uh, the inside window ledge is now a bar uh, with six bar stools. So there's there's more seating inside now. This is great. as of as a win. That's why I was late to getting here. Oh, don't get to see this. That's why my explain explain the front area again so people can know exactly what how it's expanding across the what, what's it doing? Yeah, so right now our front patio is just the width of our half of the building. The other half is occupied by Sirens Cafe. Right. So now our front patio is going to extend to the entire width of the building, including Sirens Cafe. So there'll be tables out there too or whatever. Yeah. Two more umbrellas, two more tables, four Which more will chairs. help their business as well. Yeah, probably. they're all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, on the outside window seal where there's two tables, those tables are moving and that'll be a bar coming off that window seal on the outside you're saying inside and outside oh right now the inside is complete we just did it okay right before i came here that's that's fucking great yeah you are maximizing the space you have there for yeah. sure and There's we're no... working on a series seven liquor license so we can start carrying wine that's good news yeah and tall cans of pbr absolutely 250 yeah. tall cans yeah. 250 tall cans and you have to drink it i'm, I'm really in I, a also paper bag. in a paper bag i will supply the fucking bag stolen from safeway like I, I, I really would love to see that because I've seen that at bars before, and I think that it, yes, it's 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 kind of trashy, it's kind of hipster, blah blah right, it's blah, kind whatever. Of it does. It, it, <laughs> oh fuck beans, that's funny. <laughs> what did you say? It was kind of rickety. Yes. Oh, it's funny. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because we constantly have a cricket problem in the uh, brewery and here I, occasionally. It's true. Are we done monkeying around? We are. We we, we have to stop. I'm I'm fixing. Stop it. it, Joe. I can't wait to go downtown. End this in this podcast. I'm oh, gonna get fisted tonight. One, I think, one more thing. We have a new addition to the brewery. Um, we have this cat that lives underneath the building next door. Yeah. We named him Hops. Is that the? I like uh, this wee shit. Is that the orangish one? Yeah. Yeah. He's a tabby. Yeah. yeah. He's a tabby cat. You gonna get him fixed? You're gonna let him roam? You can't fucking. It's a kind of a feral cat. No, I could actually, trap that cat. I've trapped uh, he's, pussy he's before. Playful. I feed him and we play. Okay. Oh, you, uh, you, okay. I, I barely got a chance to pet him and then somebody walked out and said... Mm, he's still kind of skittish, but yeah. he's getting friendly. So it's a good cool. critter. I'm going to have him fixed and have his ear clipped and just kind of let him be. That's a good critter removal, hopefully. His ear clipped? Mm-hmm. Why do you clip the ear? When you take a stray cat and you have him fixed, they clip the tip of an ear. That way, in the future, someone doesn't try to like have it fixed again. The ear clip lets everyone know that he's already been fixed. Wouldn't the fact that he doesn't have any balls anymore, like, because you can see, like, fuzzy Right, nut. but it's it's just what they do when you oh. take him to the animal hospital. I, they clip the ear if they know it's going to be an outside cat or, or a stray cat. It's oh, just a, I, know, I, didn't, I didn't know that. No so, they, you know, we don't have to kill him, but he's not going to reproduce anymore. Right. Fair enough. Okay. It's well, kind of like having your... Uh, it's an easy way. It's an easy, cheap way of knowing that the cat's fixed. Right. That, and rather than having to pay quick for it. Without being like a dog and sniffing his ass. It's like... <laughs> You can get the steak of a if you look to shove your head up a bull's. It's got to be like your a, ass. You can get a good look at a T-bone by shoving your head up a bull's ass. But you'd rather take the butcher's word for it. There you go, and you can see the cat from a distance because like, there's no reason to catch that cat down or catch the cat because it's got a ear that's clipped. So there's no I reason can't to chase wait. it. Hops, hops the cat. Hops. Yeah. Hops the cat. 
right. Let's go see Hops. And his house is right next door. It's it's the House of Hops. The House House of Hops. (laughs) On that note, we're going to fucking end. Go to to Blackbridge Brewery. Get your drink on. Have a good time. Uh, Pub trivia is Wednesday nights. Uh, March... 21st is the beer pairing dinner. Beer pairing dinner at Garibaldi's, and tickets are available at the Blackbridge Brewery. Yeah, and if you light a man on fire, he'll be warm for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, Tim, and sharing us your stories. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Have See a good you. one. Bye, everybody. Ciao.